Good Wednesday to you. Bill Michaels Show. On the air, Packers back at practice today. You've got breaking news out of the NFL. Deshaun Watson, the 230-plus million-dollar man, done for the season again. He's out, broken bone in his shoulder. He needs shoulder surgery. Uh, you've got uh, – we'll give you a little bit of a college basketball update uh, around the state. Last night, not a good night. Uh, let's just put it that way for uh, Wisconsin. Marquette did some damage and uh, UWM falls, but uh, not a good night for uh, not a good night for Wisconsin. You got the Packers in what I consider to be a really telling stretch of the season, and then you had a fight last night. I find it funny that people protest over chokeholds, and the first thing Draymond Green does is goes after Rudy Gobert last night and puts him in a chokehold, tries to choke him out right there on the court, like drop him to the ground. Uh, as Gobert's sitting there with his hands in the air, like, you know, hey, I'm not doing anything. He's just choking me out. So um, an interesting night on the court in, in the NBA, to say the very least. Bucks uh, back at it tonight, taking on the Toronto Raptors. Uh, that's going to take place uh, this evening. Uh, also this evening, we've got uh, the Bill Michaels huddle. So we're going to huddle up this evening, 6 to 8, uh, right here in studio. And uh, then next week, uh, the huddle is actually, Grant Bills is going to be doing the huddle as I'm going to be traveling that day. And uh, then we get into December, December 13th. We're going to, the huddle is going to emanate live from uh, the Norwegian hollow in uh, Viroqua. So if you're in the Viroqua area, start making your plans. We're going to be up at Burkle's one block over for the green gold post game show this weekend as the Packers take on the chargers who come to town as uh, they get into this uh, yesterday, I shouldn't say yesterday, but uh, on Sunday started this stretch of games where, we're all going to be able to evaluate everything by the time it's all said and done. So we'll get into all of that coming up. And it's almost like he was listening to the show. Former quarterback for the Green Bay Packers agrees with us. And I'll tell you about that coming up here in a little bit as well. 877-867-1670. You can find us uh, via the phone. You can also track us down. On Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find Grant at Wisco Grant over on Twitter as well. Uh, the Instagram page, uh, follow us there, The Bill Michaels Show. The Bill Michaels Show on Instagram, Facebook.com. If you want to watch the show on Facebook Live or just kind of see some of the things that we do, go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. If you want to watch it or listen to it every day, you can do it on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. The same thing on Twitch TV, on the Twitch app, on the Kick app, uh, on LinkedIn. Same thing uh, there. The link pops up on Twitter as well. You can always email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, and download the Zone Madison. If you want to take us anywhere and everywhere, download the Zone Madison, the Zone, Z-O-N-E, the Zone Madison app, and you can take us all over the place right there on your mobile device. And also, don't forget listening to us uh, on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts after uh, the show culminates. So there you go. Grant Bills, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I, I stayed up a little bit too late last night. I'm a little groggy this morning because the basketball was good. You mentioned the, the T-Wolves yeah. Warriors game. There was a chokehold. That was awesome. And then uh, on TNT, Kevin Harlan was calling Nuggets Clippers, so I had to stay up and watch that. And then all of a sudden, it was a little after midnight, so... Yeah. Whoops. I got home uh, about midnight last night. We went to a uh, charity event 
with uh, Kristen's Bank, and they had a table. And I did not realize, I've never been to this event, but the uh, Milwaukee Admirals are huge supporters. It's uh, Wisconsin uh, WPB. It's the Wisconsin Prevent Blindness Association. Uh, and they do a lot of work with kids and testing kids, you know, and such for uh, for sight issues and making sure that they find glasses and the proper care. And it was it was a great night. It was a what a, a perfect event uh, it was held at the Grain Exchange in, in Milwaukee. I've never been there. This beautiful building. I've never even, I didn't even know it was there. I didn't even know it existed. But this beautiful hall last night and uh, the uh, uh, Troy Grosnick. Uh, who is the goalie for the Milwaukee Admirals. Uh, I'm standing there, where, you know, they're passing out our doors. And all of the Milwaukee Admirals hockey players are your servers. All of them. Every player is there. And uh, and the owner, Harris Turrer, and, and John Greenberg, the president and such, and Mike Wojciechowski, who's, you know, been there forever. Uh, saw all those guys last night. It was great to see him. And uh, Troy Grosnick comes over and grabs me and says, hey, you got to come over here and play this. And they do this giant Plinko board kind of like they used to play or still play on uh, The Price is Right. And basically it was across the bottom of it for 40 bucks. You dropped a Plinko, you could win nothing, one bottle of wine, two bottles of wine, or six bottles of wine, all the way across the bottom. I ended up winning a bottle of wine, and the wine itself was worth 60 bucks, so I, I made my money back. But the money goes for a good cause. So I'm standing there, and Troy, uh, and, and I've only met him like a handful of times we've never really talked i've just i've met him you know we do uh some charity work where we'll take kids uh that win parents win hockey games and hockey experiences and the admirals are so gracious and then afterwards they bring the kids down into the into the bench area and on the ice and then they take them into the into the locker room afterwards where a lot of the players will sign pucks for them and stuff we do, we do a lot of charity work with them and troy comes over and he says i gotta talk to you and I'm, I'm like, well, okay, why? You know, I'm thinking there's something serious. And he's explaining to one of the, and I don't know if he's Czechoslovakian or Russian, just by his name, it's got so many vowels and letters and stuff in it, I, I don't even know how to pronounce it. But he's explaining to this guy who speaks somewhat broken English that he said, I'm the voice of his childhood because he's such a, and he's from Brookfield, Wisconsin, so he's, he's such a huge sports fan for the state of Wisconsin. And uh, I, I, you know, I looked at him and I like, well, when did you start listening? He's like, well, when I was five. Oh, okay, with with his dad. Okay, great. And then he starts talking and he's like 26 now or something. I'm like, oh god, it's one of those moments where you suddenly feel really old. You're so glad that you know somebody pays attention, but you feel really bad because they're really old or you feel really old. So anyway, that being said. Uh, so that was that was the uh, the day today or the night last night. So good stuff. 877-867-1670, If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, going to take a quick break, only for the fact that I got some technical stuff going on here, and then I'm going to come back, reset, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. So stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show, and it's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. 
Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Welcome back. Good to have you, our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here it comes. Here it comes. So today we're in the 60s, and we're going to creep up damn near 70 today. Warm tomorrow, and then I think it begins to drop, and we're in the highs of 40s. Uh, high 40s and such as we start to get into next week. It's going to get cooler. Here comes the cold air overnight. And if you don't have Pella windows and doors and you feel leaks and drafts and such in your home, you've got to give them a call. Just It's a free free in-home consultation. Uh, and all you got to do is just give them a shout. Um, 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. And they can help you out. But uh, just give them a shout because whether it's a patio door windows and they have all different types different styles with different innovations something for everybody and every budget and that's the best part about it just give them a shout uh 855-PELLA-WI that's 855-PELLA-WI or go to PellaWI.com that's PellaWI.com so under the under the uh the the heading of stuff that only happens to me at times so I and I apologize, but I uh, today it's a beautiful day today. So I got up and I did some work around the house, and uh, I, I there's a a company called Paul Terry Services, and Paul is a great guy. I just text Paul and say, hey, you know, I need a yard cleanup or my yard serviced or something if I'm out of town, and he he gets it done. Paul is is tremendous, and his him and his wife run this business flawlessly, and uh, the work they do is amazing. So I called him last week and I said, hey, because I only do it in the beginning. Uh, like if I'm traveling for more than two weeks, uh, like when I go on vacation, they come over and cut the grass. Or it, like right now I do the yard cleanup because I wait for I got trees everywhere and I get leaves all over the place. And blowing them and chopping them up and all that kind of stuff, it's like I just don't have time for that sometimes. So I call Paul and he sends over a crew. They give your grass a final cut. They get rid of all the leaves. They trim up your yard. It's perfect before winter hits. And that way, come spring, you don't have to go through all that mess of cleanup. You just then begin to take care of your yard. So long story short is today's a beautiful day, so I left my front door open. And when I do, I usually lock the screen door. And uh, I, my cameras went off, and I got the cameras here in the studio so I can see if people you know, make deliveries or something to the, to the, to the place. And uh, all of a sudden, I see that there's a guy at the front door, and I he's kind of dressed a little scruffy, and I'm thinking, who is that? 
And then I forgot to lock my front door. They were ringing the doorbell and knocking on the door, and I, I'm on the air, so I can't just run down there. So he starts to open the door and was coming in, and I, he was coming in to check and see if I was okay or if maybe I was downstairs or something to just kind of scream, hey, is anybody home? And it kind of freaked me out. It was a guy I didn't know walking in my house, you know. So I, I went to commercial break and went running downstairs. So that's what happened. So if you're wondering what exactly went on, there you go. Sometimes it's just, you know, things happen on the fly when you work from a, a presence like this. Uh, 877-867-1670. So yesterday, uh, really last night, we were sitting there talking about the um, Matt LaFleur presser and what he had to say when the question was posed about not having defensive linemen on a run-heavy team down linemen. And remember, he got... He didn't get testy. What would you describe it as, Grant? He didn't get testy, but I, I don't know. I mean, I he did apologize. He kind of said, hey, I didn't mean to go after you like that, but it, it, it like, bothered him. The question bothered him. I, I think coaches get frustrated when film nerds and bloggers start questioning formations and, and packages and stuff. I just think that gets okay. under the skin of coaches. So I, I think testy, that's probably a good word. Yeah, he got testy. Maybe it was testing. Okay. So he goes on about the, the technically talking about, you know, dime defense, nickel defense, down linemen. And to me, down linemen are guys that are in the three or four point stance. That's a down lineman. Otherwise, you're just a stand up outside backer. So anyway, uh, and I, we went through this whole spiel yesterday, right? We went through the whole thing. And Kurt Bankert uh, said this about this whole, uh, you know, discussion. He said, this interaction, hard to listen to. And he actually puts a picture up. He puts a picture up, and it's specifically one of the formations that was questioned. Okay? Down linemen are on the line. So the question was really more spot on. But he said, my take, a reporter doesn't know maybe the correct terminology or the way to ask the question and he uh, gets brought to school for it. When in reality, all the reporter wanted to know is why can you only see two defensive linemen on the screen in the film? Pittsburgh has clearly clearly uh, been running the ball with 11 personnel, provoking a nickel defense, a.k.a. why are the DNs who play linebackers in base nowhere to be seen in the box on the line of scrimmage? You're defending a two-shell look and trying to be able to stop the run with two linemen. That's it. And he said, I hope this helps for those that were confused about the video. And then shows it. And then shows it. And he's right. In this picture, and I retweeted it because I said this is exactly what we were talking about. In this picture, you can see Devontae Wyatt, Kenny Clark, and I think it's Devondre Campbell in the middle. No one else, uh, even near the line of scrimmage. You got two DBs. One is walking out to the edge. The other one is looking inside. And the two outside backers that they consider down linemen are nowhere to be seen. Nowhere lined up on a tight end or a tackle. Nowhere. So it, it then became a legitimate question. And so yesterday... When that whole discussion kind of came to be, I know that 
Matt LaFleur got a little testy regarding that, but the question is 100% warranted. And the terminology used, I appreciate, because I don't consider outside backers that play far off the line down linemen. Uh, here's the here's the back and forth yesterday when Matt LaFleur tried to, to, I don't know, try to describe this situation. Take a listen. A couple instances where you guys were in nickel with the two down linemen, and they there were a couple. That is baffling to me when people talk nickel defense and they talk about two down linemen because I don't know what that means. True down linemen, you've got two inside linebackers. So got outside two. linebackers, just so you know how us in this profession view outside linebackers, when you go to nickel defense, they are defensive ends. Okay. And we have some of the bigger outside linebackers in this league. So I think it's comical when I hear people talk about, oh, they have two down linemen. I'm like, to me, people are exposing themselves when they say that. Like, there's four defensive linemen on the field. When we go out there, basically, when we play teams, 3-4 defense is not something new, right? That is our base defense. But when you go nickel defense, those outside linebackers become defensive ends. And the way we always judge it is, would you want a running back blocking that guy? Would you want a running back blocking Preston Smith? Would you want a running back blocking Rashawn Gary? The answer is usually no. So they are defensive linemen. Okay, so I was just going to have a field day with that tomorrow for me. Um, so you, you felt good about your personnel because they did get you on some of those plays, whether you want to call them Absolutely. Guys I mean, better. yeah, and we, we got to execute better. And certainly there's times when you would like to not be in a split safety defense, no question about it, but um, because you are more susceptible to the run when you're playing shell defense. And it, a lot of it is, is it a cover two look where the safeties aren't in run support? Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh ran a ton of two shell versus us, especially in the second half. And they were still able to stop the run pretty effectively. So, so there you go. There you go. That's, that's kind of his explanation, but in, and, and, us in the profession as if we don't know what the hell we're talking about, which th- that was a backhanded shot. Didn't and didn't need to be backhanded, but you can clearly tell there's a level of frustration there. Clearly tell, but us in the profession. Um, yeah, when you're, you know, by, by that account, like you said, Grant, Clay Matthews, Kyler Fackrell, they all would be down linemen. Yeah. They would be considered down linemen through that logic. And I understand it. And I get what he's saying, but when you're going against the run and your guys are split so far out as if they're pass rushing, what are you doing? Well, and and Matt LaFleur said, well, would you want a running back blocking that guy? Well, obviously, no. That's why they're handing the ball off, Matt. They're not needing to block them because they're running it up the gut for five yards per carry. Exactly. Uh, And what he's doing in that particular sense is he's trying to deflect the criticism from his guy, Joe Barry. So, in my opinion, because it was a very wide split look, something that 
when you're trying to stop the run and you basically have three guys on five, you're not going to stop the run. Because you can't say, you know, five guys on five because they are split so far out, they're not even in the damn picture. You know, it's kind of one of those, it's like what Mike Clemens said, why is, why is Jordan Love taking 15-yard drops? Oh, well, he should never take past 10. Is this not something you notice? Don't you see that? It was funny because Mike brought it up, and this week there was nothing but 7- to 10-yard drops. That's it. And it looked better. So I'm scratching my head a little bit. Scratching my head a little bit on some of this. But it was something that, uh, you know, that I thought was interesting when I woke up this morning and Kurt Bankert kind of agreed with us. So I saw that, uh, saw that post and I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to repost that. So did that. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Dwayne says, uh, that is Matt LaFleur doing nothing, but, but supporting his guy. I get that it's his buddy. I get that it's his friend, but business is business. And this guy has a different philosophy from what many see. They're not getting any better. They're an average defense at best with all of these number ones and all of this talent. Yes, they've begun to tear it down, and injuries have taken their toll, but this is a defense that was never going to be better than 15, and that is unforgivable. Matt LaFleur has to go with Joe Barry. He chose to keep him. He should go with him. And that is from Dwayne. Dwayne, appreciate the email. Uh, I, You know, again, I don't think Matt LaFleur is losing his job. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but I will say, and for many that – want to disagree or agree whatever but I think the game against Pittsburgh started this run of games where and I know Brian Gouda can say well the next 10 games is an evaluation I I don't think so I think it's Pittsburgh Chargers Lions Chiefs after that you will find out where you measure up and if you don't get a win at least one win in these games, I you know I don't know what to tell you because you don't measure up against some of the better teams in the National Football League, some of the teams that are fighting for playoff spots. And then, then when you get to the to the teams that aren't that good, and you say face a two loss Giants team, and say you lose to them, oof, you talk about pouring salt in the wound. That's that's that may be like the tipping point. There's there's some areas there that could all maybe ultimately be the tipping point. So we'll see. Uh, 877-867-1670. Rusty says, I think that Matt LaFleur's explanation was spot on technically. But that's the same as a criminal saying he found all the money, even though we know he took it out of the cash register. <laughs> technically, he did find it, but he found it in the cash register. Okay, I got you, Rusty. Not a bad comparison. Kind of weird, but not a bad comparison. I get it. (laughs) And this one's from Topper. Topper listening to us uh, in Sheboygan. Topper says, uh, I still need to see a little bit more of this Green Bay Packers team, but I'm starting to think that this is just a blanking S show. Uh, I think Mark Murphy needs to step in at the end of the season and either reset the parameters or start to change the direction that this franchise is going because I see it going down. And that's from Topper. Topper, Topper, thanks for listening to us in Sheboygan, too. I'd love to know how you're listening. Um, I don't know if you're listening on, a, on a, an affiliate or if you're listening over the web, whatever. I'd love to know. So good stuff there. Uh, let's do this. We'll take a quick break and come back. Uh, we got a lot more to get to today on the program, by the way. we got Zach Heilprin coming up in about an hour from now. Mark Schofield, our guy, 
He is uh, going to join us in the noon hour. We're going to talk a lot about the NFL. Breaking news today, Deshaun Watson, his season has come to an end. The Cleveland Browns lose their quarterback. He, uh, uh, like, cracked a bone in his shoulder that requires immediate surgery. So his season, in essence, is done. It's in his throwing shoulder, too. So his season has come to an end. Uh, so we'll uh, discuss that and so much more around the rest of the NFL with Mark Schofield uh, of SB Nation coming up here in just a little bit. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Steel Tank Brewing. And I'll tell you this, they've got all the permits. Everything's done. They're ready to go. They're ready to go. The new music venue, which is right behind Steel Tank, is ready to open the next weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend. And they're going to kick things off with good music uh, over the Thanksgiving holiday. So if you want to find them, go to Robruck Lane in Oconomowoc, right behind the Exonia Bank, right off of 67. And you can find them. Steel Tank Brewing Company. Not only do they have a lot of great craft uh, brews, but they're veteran-owned, they're locally-owned, and they've got that big new music venue ready to go. That's Steel Tank Brewing. Stay tuned. we got more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back, the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Thanks to our friends uh, at the Water Doctors, John Atley and the gang. Uh, they do such a great job. The Connecticut Water Softening System is awesome. Call them 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. They are in Waukesha, but they are work with dealers and such all over the state of Wisconsin and they give back to veterans' causes, including Fisher House, Wisconsin. So call John and the gang, 262-549-7733. And if they don't work in your area, they can find somebody who will, uh, who's somebody who does the exact same thing they do. So good stuff from our friends at the Water Doctors. The, um, there was uh, an article, uh, well, two things, first and foremost. Uh, an article that was written about Rashawn Gary. Uh, there's another question about only 23 snaps for Josiah DeGuara in the last three weeks. So why is he even on the roster uh, you've also got uh, the discussion, and I saw this uh, discuss. And I, I I bring it forward, but I saw this discussion about you know Jordan Love and the pocket and pass rush and such, and how you know he doesn't have time. And it's almost like the excuse makers. Do you know that the third best offensive line in the National Football League when it comes to pass protection? is the Green Bay Packers. The third best, as compiled by SIS, PFF, which is Pro Football Focus, ESPN. Third best offensive line in all of football. So don't sit here and tell me that excuse anymore. When you look at all the grades and the way the whole thing is graded out, yeah, there's some pressure. We all you know, see every quarterback under pressure at times. But as far as keeping a pocket clean, giving him enough time to throw the football, which is two and a half seconds to three and a half seconds, they grade out third best, only behind Buffalo and, and Minnesota. The uh, Kansas City's right behind them, followed by Tampa Bay and then Miami, Detroit, uh, the Cleveland Browns, the Oakland Ra- or the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, and then the Eagles. The third best in all the National Football League. 
So for everybody says that he doesn't have time to throw and you're, you're making excuses. At least that portion of it is an excuse. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's get to the phone calls. Let's go to our buddy Gerard. Gerard, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, Bill. You know, we had Scott Hunter, Randy Wright, Rich Campbell, Jerry Taggy, David Whitehurst. All those guys had a good game, had some good throws through their career, except for Rich Campbell. He didn't do anything. But And he was a first-round pick, and so was Jerry Taggy. Mm-hmm. But they never could turn the corner. There was always a reason for this or that. They, 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 we're looking at love. And now that people are starting to say, like you just said, an offensive line is that. Hunter had Brockington and MacArthur Lane, but he had no receivers. This guy had that. Now, notice this. All of us Packer fans, we always were looking the second coming of Bart Starr. And then finally we had a quarterback that we saw that could actually do something in Lynn Dickey. He actually had an arm. He was the best deep throw, I think, Green Bay uh, of all their quarterbacks ever had. And we noticed that. So my point is, we're not dumb. We, we, we don't look at games with our eyes closed or with our finger in our mouth or whatever. Okay? We can see when a guy can play and when he can't play. All right? So mm-hmm. we, we, we're not going to make excuses when the guy throws the ball three inches off the ground when a guy is wide open 10 yards down the field. Okay? Now, of course, there's a couple of drops. Every one quarterback in the history of football had drops from receivers. Everybody had that. It's the point of making up for it, making the correct throw, hitting the guy in stride. Now, why should we have to wait for this to happen after him being with the Packers for four years with this coach that actually threw and named Aaron Jones under the bus, which was, oh, he did wrong. Aaron Jones should have ran out of bounds. There's no doubt. And I told, I, I told you that Sunday. I said he right. made a mistake, he should have ran. But he went and he said he cost us 20 seconds, this, that. Now, now Aaron Jones has been the most stand-up guy and the best guy on this Packer team since he's got there. And for all the other flubs and dumb things the other players did, he, he, he picks Aaron Jones to throw under the bus. Maybe he said something about Walker, but that was only because one of the reporters asked him. Aaron Jones, right. he just came out with it himself. So, so what does that mean, Bill? Does that mean LaFleur is starting to panic? Is that what it means, that he's starting to throw his main guy that you need? Now, you see, when, when Wicks dropped that ball, who was sitting next to Wicks on the bench, patting him in the helmet, talking to him the whole bit? It was Aaron Jones. Yep. Okay? When he yeah. fumbled that ball in that game. But, I mean, for him to panic and do this stuff, is really, I agree. I, look, my opinion, I don't, I don't know if they're going to do it or not, but I, I want this coaching staff gone. I really do. And, and I'll tell you one thing. Um, I, I, Goody, all, everybody has to be questioned now. Everybody has to be questioned because these draft choices. And why, just like you said, why is Gora on this team? He can't block. He no drops balls. He does, what is he? Why is he on? He can't. He looks like he's running in quicksand. He, why is he on this team? It's, I, I have no idea because when they drafted him, they wanted to use him as this like Swiss army knife of which oh. it's, it's kind of like the jack of all trades, but yet master of none and really doesn't fit the NFL mold. He did a lot of good things in big moments for the University of Cincinnati, but he's right. never done that. And because he, he's, he's outmatched in many different areas, 
in the NFL. And I'm, I'm sorry, I like the guy. He's a nice guy, but he's, he's not an NFL football player. Right. And, you know, you, I think a couple of years ago or something, you used to talk to Ben Fennell. You used to have him on the show. Yeah. And Ben Fennell said at the time, at the time, not, for, not after, nothing like that, he said, why did they pick DeGore in the third round? He's a fifth or sixth rounder at best. And then he said about this Savage, he goes, Savage is not a first-round draft. At the time now, he's mm-hmm. not a first-round draft pick. He's a backup safety. Now, here's a guy. He's connected with the Eagles, I think, somehow. But anyway, here's a guy that knew that, that absolutely knew that at the time. And yet we yeah. reach for guys. All the time, the Packers are reaching for guys. I don't know whether it's to be the smartest guy in the room or whatever, and they're mostly wrong when they're reaching for guys. Yep. They, re- they really are. It's When so, you just look you know. at the stacking of talent of what they've drafted over the last five years, it's it's not sticking. And there's nobody that gives you – and Gerard, appreciate the phone call. i got to run. But there's nobody that's giving you dynamic. There, there's, there's, you know, I, I, I hope I've still got this – I'm still holding out hope. I'm holding out hope that Jordan Love becomes something. I'm holding out hope that Quay Walker, when he comes back, he, he really begins to, to materialize because I think he's got a lot of talent. I see a lot of upside of Devontae Wyatt, and especially going into his third season next year in the National Football League. There, there's some there there that I can grasp onto, you know, that you can see. Some of this, though, I, I mean, next year, Rashawn Gary gets a full offseason, knock on wood. He doesn't sustain any other injuries. He comes back. He's even better next year. All of that stuff. But some of this stuff, I'm like, tell me who the difference makers are. That's what I want to know because you cannot compete in the National Football League without difference makers. You can't unless you have an unbelievably dynamic defense, and then you have to have difference makers. So I don't know where they are. And this is something, Grant, we talked about a couple of times. Gerard's right, right? Yeah. Can I share with you a a Brian Gutekind's analogy that I love using about his draft picks? I'll be quick. Go ahead. So Brian Gutekind's, Gerard mentioned this. He likes to reach on guys. I think DeGuar in the third round was a reach. A.J. Dillon in the second was a reach. Maybe you like the player, but consensus had a lot of these players way lower. Eric Stokes is another, Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt. I get that drafting is a crapshoot. And it's a lot of luck. But blackjack, right, for example, is a game of, mm-hmm. of luck. Sometimes you make the right play and you don't win. Drafting is the same. But if you're hitting on 16s and 17s routinely and busting, I'm less sympathetic to you. You know what I mean? And when you're right. reaching on an H-back in the third round, yes, drafting is luck. And I think Goody's had a little bad luck. But you're also reaching on players way above the consensus. That's not luck anymore. That's dumb. I, uh, I remember talking to Dan Shanka from our lads at the time, and he said that, you know, really good hands, but he's, he's, there's no space for him in the National Football League. He's not tall enough. He's not fast enough. He's not stout enough to be this fullback. And like, you know, he's not fast enough to be a breakaway if they hand him the football. He's not a big, big enough dude to be a plow horse as far like a Derrick Henry guy. So he said there's no place for him. It's just like, what are you going to use him for? And they had had all these ideas that they could move him around, and it just never materialized. So I don't know why he's here. He said the same thing about Savage. He, I remember the uh, the conversation about some of the others that you know, um, you know, the Packers have drafted, and he he was the one guy that believed in Rashawn Gary when I didn't. Uh, I will say that too. He kind of schooled me on that. But I agree. I, I some of these guys they draft. I, I go back and I look at their college film, and I'm like. 
you know, it, college film is very doctored when they go back through the highlight reel. What you want to see is name brand helmets that they're going against, first of all. Secondly, you want like a quarterback, you want to see him throwing into windows, man, hitting guys on the run, in stride, good, good passes, stepping up in the pocket, athleticism, that kind of thing, good, good reads downfield, looking off to one way, coming back to the other, primary to secondary reads and back again, all that kind of stuff. Some of these guys that just you see one or two tackles, okay. You know, even Jair, Jair, <coughs> excuse me, even Jair, he was never an interception machine. I mean, that's that's the knock on him. Tremendous speed, and he's got great athleticism, and he can go toe-to-toe with about anybody, but he's, he doesn't have good hands. That was always the knock on him. So, you know, for even Jair at this point, it's great that he, you know, can go out there and battle when he's healthy, but he's not going to give you a lot of turnovers, a lot of picks, and you're building a defense with nobody with really that good of hands. And the one guy, Rasul Douglas and Rudy Ford, Rasul Douglas, you got rid of. So you, you're you're really kind of – trying to figure out where your turnovers are going to come from to give your offense a couple more bites at the apple. But I, I get it, uh, and that's a, that's a really good analogy. Some of these roster spots, they don't have an option. Like, they don't have a better option at safety than right. Darnell Savage. And they're rebuilding, okay? They're bereft of talent at spots. Josiah DeGuar is a position you could go out and find a replacement-level fullback, plug him in, and the team's better. The blocking's mm-hmm. better on special teams. If you're using him in, in certain run fits, the blocking, you can find a replacement-level fullback. There's probably a dozen available guys that oh, can yeah. do what Josiah DeGuar is doing better. If you even want a fullback. Well, they must because that's the one thing they're using DeGuar for, and he stinks at it. I To me, if I'm going to use a fullback, I'm putting A.J. Dillon in front of Aaron Jones. That's what I'm doing. He's not the best blocker, but he's better than DeGuar. And at least you have the option of then handing him the ball as well, which makes the defense thick. But he's got that size. He's got the ability to do that. So I I, I don't know why. 23 snaps in three games is what Josiah DeGuar has gotten. He's filling a roster spot. You know, you need help in other areas. I, You know, they got rid of Ennis. They brought Ennis Gaines back all for about four days, and then they got rid of Ennis Gaines. I mean, Maybe you go out and find yourself a practice squad safety or something that you can help, you know, with the secondary. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't know why he's taking up a roster spot. I really don't. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we got uh, a whole lot more to get into. Don't forget, bottom of the next hour, going to talk with Zach Heilper, and he's going to be joining us as well. So stay right where you're at. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. And uh, they are in Oconomowoc. They are going to be, uh, if you want to, if you want to, they uh, can cater your entire Thanksgiving dinner if you want to do that. Now, tomorrow is the cutoff for your order, but you can still do it. So get a hold of them, 262-470-5123, 262-470-5123. But they can do pumpkin cheesecake, turtle cheesecake. They can do the turkey, the whole smoked turkey, by the way. And it's between 10 to 16 pounds. They can do sliced turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy stuffing, green beans, the whole thing, the whole thing. If you want them to do it, they can do the whole thing. Check them out. That's our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. So Boondocks, give them a shout on County Road K in O'Connell. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas. Prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on today and um, beautiful day today. Really, really nice. Good stuff. Um, this one's from uh, Mark. Mark says, uh, hey, guys, I think we're missing the boat here. I think it's the talent on the field, not just the coaching. I would say clean house at this point. Yes, you can call it a rebuild, but what are they rebuilding with? If you're putting your foundation on sand, then you're all, all, then all you're going to do is erode the talent above you. You're going to waste decent players while you have, uh, while you have uh, bad players toiling beneath. Uh, okay, I get what you're saying. Uh, and, he, and he goes on to say, he said, uh, I hate to say it, but I think it's time for Goody and the whole staff to go. Appreciate the email. Um, this is uh, from Hoops Mega Central. It says, Packers are doing this all wrong, man. One more year of love just for him to prove to us he's not our guy. Oh, that's a joke. Um, this is this is Mastiff Jane who says, uh, I think Jordan Love at least deserves the opportunity to finish out the season, and then we can speculate as to what they need to do. But I think he is going through some adversity himself and needs to get his feet under him. So there you go. Um, I don't know about uh, a full season. I mean, I think, you know, again, uh, you can determine what it is you want to determine. That's, that's on you. That's fine. Um, like I said all along, I think I know where I'm leaning. And there is nothing that is – there is time, like this past game in Pittsburgh, when when Jordan Love looked really sharp early on in this game. And I thought, okay, maybe something clicked. And then you still see a lot of the same old, same old. So um, the people that are in the Love camp say, well, it's the route runners. It's the route runners. It's guys that, uh, you know, are still learning how to become NFL players and run routes. Okay. Okay. So then I, my next question to them always is, so if next year you're top five in the draft, are you picking a wide receiver or are you picking a quarterback? Because if you don't pick a quarterback, 
then you're going to then you basically saying I'm, I'm this is the guy we're going to run with then what then what uh steve says it's uh, i'd like to see our backup quarterback play uh rick says i bet goody doubles down on love um Merlin says, do you think he'd still be ranked top five GMs in the league? Uh, I don't think so. I, I, you, you can't throw it out because of just drafts either because some of the guys he, he has brought in have been formidable. You know, when he brought in the Smith brothers, that was a good move. When he brought in Adrian Amos, that was a good move. Got a great deal on Devondre Campbell that year. Good move. Extending at the time for what was a good deal on David Bakhtiari. Now, who knew David Bakhtiari's knee would never heal? Uh, you know, getting Rashawn Gary to sign for what he did, for the productivity. I mean, he has earned his money, but you need more out of him. So there's certain things he's done good. He's he's done done well. And then the draft overall talent, no. No, you you know, but the operation of the football program, um, could it be better? Of course, which is the reason he's not the top GM in the league. But you can't deny the success that they've had. You can't act like it never existed. But you can go back now after three, four, five years and go, okay, look, you know, the, the drafting and developing isn't isn't working. There, there's you don't have dynamic players on this team. So then your question becomes, well, if Goody believes he does, is it Goody or is it the coaching? You know. I think, not to interrupt, I think we often forget that the second half of draft and develop is you need to develop the guys, right? And if we don't believe in the coaches, then that second part, the development never happens. That's right. Exactly right. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Stay right where you're at. We'll be back right after this.